Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Johnson Wealth and Income Management is a franchise of Retirement Income Source, LLC. Retirement Income Source, LLC and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are associated entities. A retirement plan allows millions of people to lose 30 to 50 percent of their life savings just as they near retirement. It's a society based on freedom and choice and personal responsibility. There are no guarantees. It's important that people deal with someone to make sure to provide lifetime income. Lifetime income. And now to our story. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson and brought to you by Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Are you living the life you want? Are you prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement program with your host, Matthew Johnson. And welcome to this episode of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income source located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa and southern Minnesota. Well, how are you today? I hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a little bit of time to yourself. Maybe you're driving. Maybe you're just spending some time out in the garage or Whatever you're doing, I'm absolutely stoked and happy that you are here. Well, let's discuss something in maybe a little bit different of a way that we've touched on in the past. Let me ask you a question. Do you have mutual funds? They're a hot topic. And you know what? They have some good qualities. They have some not so great qualities. And for those of you that are regular listeners, you know, the mutual funds are something that I talk about quite a little. And yet the reason I want to bring this up and specifically talk about mutual funds in general is because I find that a majority of retirees today, a majority of pre-retirees today have a lot of exposure. They have a lot of emphasis within their own retirement programs on mutual funds. And so today we're going to break it down. We're going to look at the good. We're going to look at the bad. We're going to look at the ugly. They're like any other thing that can be in our life. They can be useful. And then sometimes they can actually be working against us. Now, let's start out with the pros. Let's start out with the good stuff of mutual funds. Mutual funds, I personally have found in my two and a half decades of being a fiduciary, that mutual funds can be good for two groups of individuals. The first group of individuals is the young investor. The investor that potentially has maybe 25, 30, 35, maybe 40 years before they retire, and they need to be investing their money. They need to be taking risk with that money. They need to be taking that money and dollar cost averaging with that instrument. And, you know, the good news is this, that when we think about 401ks, we think about 403bs, we think of even government funded jobs, things like the TSP, the thrift savings plan, all of those employer plans generally are going to be built around mutual funds. Now, don't get me wrong. There's lots of variety of mutual funds, which we'll talk about a little bit more. 
But those are the types of tools that oftentimes younger investors who are not retired, who are trying to just simply accumulate for retirement, those are the tools that they have at their disposal and they can be wonderful tools. And especially if you dollar cost average, meaning that every pay period, you're putting a little bit of money into that mutual fund and you're buying shares at different intervals. Sometimes you're buying a lot of shares because the price is low. And the market is really down. The actual fund that you're investing in is way, way down. And other times you're investing only buying a few shares because the price is up. The second group that I have found mutual funds to be very useful for is investors of all ages, but primarily the older investors that simply just do not have enough money in order to be well diversified. In other words, If they just have, for whatever reason, maybe they have just simply not saved or they haven't simply saved because maybe they had a pension and they simply just didn't have the leftover disposable income to save or they didn't feel like they did. And so they don't have much in savings to actually invest. Mutual funds can be a wonderful tool because they are dividing that money between so many different classes of stock or company stocks. And so that can be a very good diversification. Now, when we think about the main audience for this radio show, though, this is the capitalized life. And we talk a lot about pre-retirement and being in retirement and the fact that when you are close to retirement, you need to be doing two things. You need to be preserving and protecting your principal that you've worked hard to save. And number two, you need that money to be there for generation of income. So when I think about the main audience of this radio show, they're getting close or maybe they're even already into retirement. And this is an important note to make about mutual funds. Mutual funds, in my opinion, can be a very detrimental tool if a person is extremely close to retirement and they're just about to pull the trigger. They're just about to make that transition from a paycheck to a playcheck. And number two, this is something that if they continue to flirt with using these mutual funds, flirt with disaster, flirt with loss, this is something that can force a person to postpone their retirement. I've seen it. I bet you've seen it. You've probably heard it from maybe coworkers, friends, family. It happens. And so most of this audience has already been pre-warned about using too much of their money in mutual funds or using mutual funds at all in order to accomplish their goals in retirement. So if you're thinking, yeah, that makes sense, or you have questions about our discussion today, I'd like you to reach out to me at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, we will answer them. So take the first step, reach out at 866-290-3837. So, Let's start out with kind of the first negative that comes to my mind, and that is that most mutual funds don't generate much in the way of income. In fact, there's quite a few mutual funds that exist in the world today that don't create any income at all. And as you know, this show is all about income. It's all about retirement income. So these mutual funds, their dividend, their interest yields, depending upon how they invest the money, they're very, very paltry. They're very, very low. And you see, this is of particular importance to you. If you're getting close to retirement and you have a lot of money sitting in mutual funds, you need to be really digging into the fund that you're investing in or the funds, plural, if you have more than one. 
doing your own due diligence. Who cares if the gentleman or the lady that helped set up the 401k recommended this as a reasonable investment for you? Who cares? Who cares if your financial advisor told you that this was a good fund to be in? That's fine. That was their personal opinion, but it is your money and therefore it is your responsibility to do some due diligence. And I'm going to help you out with that in just a little bit with an idea of where you can go to get more information. But the reality is, is that you need to understand if you have a very, very high concentration of mutual funds, you know that you're working hard to save this money for the explicit purpose of income and retirement. If you're not getting dividend income, that's going to force you to then sell shares. And that comes with its own host of problems. Number two, and this is kind of piggybacking on number one to some extent, mutual funds really are quite opaque. And what I mean by saying that they're opaque, generally within mutual funds, there is a lot of hidden fees. There's a lot of costs that can be built into the actual fund that you're investing in. And even when you attempt to read through the prospectus, you know, that book that you get in the mail or the books, if you have more than one mutual fund, you know, the books that you never read, no one reads those dumb things. The reality is, is that that's where the fees are being disclosed to you. And so even if you do attempt to read those prospectuses, what I have found personally is that it's really hard to dig through and find all of the fees that are being charged. It's very difficult to read the technical jargon that those prospectuses are laying out for the reader, for the investor. And so you need to do your due diligence. And this is something where I'm going to encourage you to go to a website here towards the end of the program that will help you do greater investigation into the fund that you have invested your money in. Number three, number three is that mutual funds, generally speaking, are very cookie cutter. They are not tailor made to your situation. Now, if you have 30 years to retirement, that's okay. But when you're close to the financial dependence stage of your life, the distribution stage of your life, the stage of retirement, it's not necessarily a good thing to be in that situation you need something that is more hands-on. You want something that is more tailor-made to your situation. Think about, just for a moment, the average mutual fund. It's not just you or you and your coworker that's investing in this mutual fund. We are talking literally hundreds, if not thousands, maybe even tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of investors are investing in the same fund that you are in. And the reality is, is that they're using it as a tool. You've used it as a tool, but now you need to be starting to think very specifically about your objective. What is your outcome? Why did you save this money? Well, I saved it for income. Okay. Is that mutual fund meeting that objective? Well, I don't know. Okay. Then we need to do some due diligence on the mutual fund. We need to figure out what that mutual fund is producing for income. You see, when you're in your 20s, your 30s, you can get by with a lot, right? We can do a lot. Think about our own human bodies. For Pete's sake, like what do we put our human bodies through when we're 20 and 30 and even 40? Well, you start getting into your 50s and 60s and all of a sudden, it's not as easy 
right? It's harder. There's more aches and pains in the morning. Well, it comes in the same way with respect to risk on your money. You can get by with a lot of risk. You can get by with taking a lot of chances when you're in your 20s and 30s and 40s. But as you start to draw near your 60s, now all of a sudden it becomes more real to you, doesn't it? And you see, when we get close to the distribution stage of our life, we need to be extremely articulate that what we're investing our money in is fulfilling the objective that we need. It's actually doing for us what we're going to need in that stage. Is it protecting our money because we've lost that paycheck when we retire? Is it going to be producing the income that we need or are we going to need to be selling shares of our principal in order to get the income that we want? You see, these are important reasons why so many people that are close to retirement begin to phase away from using the mutual fund as that tool. Now, if you've been listening to this radio show for some time and you've got a burning question, I encourage you go to our website, johnsonwim.com, as in wealthincomemanagement.com, where you will be able to email us whatever questions that you have. If you send us a question and it's something that I know that I can explicitly answer for you and I can help give you a little bit of guidance, I'm willing to do that. So go ahead, go to our website, johnsonwim.com, and you'll be able to see previous radio shows. You'll be able to see TV interviews as well as our weekly YouTube videos that I record. When we come back, we're going to be looking at number four, five, six, and seven that you need to be understanding and contemplating with respect to how mutual funds can affect you, can affect your money, and can affect your retirement, either for the pluses or for the minuses. Sit tight. We'll be right back. This is the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. Investing in the stock market these days is like riding a roller coaster. One minute you're moving up slow and steady just the way you like it. And then all of a sudden, your investment portfolio is in a free fall. Up 800 points, down 800 points. It can be very scary. A lot of people no longer gamble with their retirement in the stock market. If you are tired of the ride and want to look at safer options or would like to learn a better way to grow your money during these times, call Johnson Wealth and Income Management at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. Welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. And welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income source located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa and southern Minnesota. Well, if you're just joining us, welcome to the program. Today, we're discussing kind of the good, the bad, the ugly of mutual funds. And again, I think if you own mutual funds, is it the worst thing in the world to own? Absolutely not. There's always some positives to owning various different things. But I see personally, maybe you've experienced this as well. As you get closer and closer to retirement, 
you realize that you need now to up your game. You need something that's a little bit more concise, something that's more custom to your unique set of circumstances. So we began the first half of our program kind of talking about what are the pluses? Well, I believe that mutual funds are great for two different groups of people. Those that are young, they've been afforded the opportunity of time, and so they can take risks, they can stomach the ups and the downs, and these are all very important things. The reality is, is that when you're young, you want to be taking on risk. You want to be dollar cost averaging because you don't have use of this money, not yet anyway. Number two is going to be if you don't have a lot, you just simply don't have enough money to be able to diversify. Remember, you can buy mutual funds today now in fractional shares. That means you could own a lot of different mutual funds that are investing your money in many, many ways in many, many different companies, and it gives you better diversification. But if you're within five years of retirement or you're already retired, you're a pretty consistent listener of this radio show, you know it's all about the income. And that's where mutual funds start to really become more of a detriment than they are a positive benefit to you. So let's go back and let's review the first three kind of downsides of mutual funds that we reviewed, and then we'll go on to number four and we'll keep moving. Number one was that most mutual funds just simply do not generate the net 5% in dividends that I teach my clients they should be getting from their portfolios. Now, I want you to catch one really important word in that sentence, net 5%. I think it's imperative that if I'm going to be getting ready to retire and I've worked hard to save this money for retirement income so that I can supplement my income from Social Security, my pension, my rental income, I need at least 5% net in income. That's extremely difficult to find within mutual funds. I'm not going to say it's not possible, but not only is it really, really hard, it's really hard to see it happen consistently. And when we get to retirement, we want consistent income. Agreed? We definitely want our income to be there for us. Number two is going to be the mutual funds can be very opaque, meaning it's really difficult to nail down how much expense you're paying inside those mutual funds. And remember, that's important because when you're holding a particular investment and that investment is down and it's costing you money, that expense is always being added to the already declined value. And this is extremely important when you're taking money from any instrument. If it's not producing the income that you need, plus it has expenses. Now you're leading yourself down this path of having to sell even more shares because you've got less dividend and you're having to pay expenses to boot. Number three, they're very cookie cutter. Mutual funds, yes, they come in many different varieties, but it's not the same as having someone, having a fiduciary customize a retirement portfolio to your needs. And you see, this is extremely important because when you think about retirement, you no longer have the security of the paycheck. You want to do two things. You want to preserve and protect your principal. And number two, you want income. And the reality is, is that it's hard to do that, especially in the grand scheme of a mutual fund. So if you're thinking, you know, that really does make sense. Or if you have questions about today's discussion, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866-290-3837. 
My staff will put together some educational materials that I know will be of value to you and we'll email them to you or we'll mail them if you prefer. If you have questions, we will do our best to answer them for you. Take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. Again, that's 866-290-3837. Now, let's move on to number four. Number four, we're going to call it the phantom tax. And this is not the same definition as the phantom tax by the IRS, but this is something that maybe you personally have experienced. You just didn't understand why. I want you to imagine that you have been investing in a mutual fund for a number of years. A mutual fund has done okay for you. It's accumulated. It's grown in value. And then you look at it in 2022, let's say, really crappy year, right? The Federal Reserve is raising interest rates. The market is negatively responding to that. And all of a sudden, you look at the balance at the end of 2022, and you're thinking, oh, my goodness. I mean, I'm still in the black, but I've lost a lot of money. Now, what do you do in that instance? Do you hold on to the mutual fund? Well, there's a lot of people that do. They don't want to sell it. Maybe they don't need it right now. So they just hope that it's going to come back. By the way, hope is a really terrible investment choice. Just saying. But let's say that you chose to hold on to it. And then all of a sudden, here comes February the next year, February 2023. And lo and behold, what do you get in the mail? You get a 1099-R. And you look at the 1099-R and you're thinking to yourself, okay, well, it must be all the losses. But then you realize that it's not. It's showing gains. And this is where your brain short circuits. All of a sudden, smoke starts rolling out of your ears and you're thinking, how could this possibly be? I'm down in value and now you're telling me I've got to pay capital gains tax? Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. You see, this is one of the downsides of mutual funds when they sit outside of a 401k, a 403b, a traditional IRA. Anything that is post-tax money sitting in mutual funds has the capability of you paying what I call the phantom tax. That's right. That's where the balance is down. You've lost money. You've lost value. And yet you're paying capital gains tax. Now, why is this? Because, ladies and gentlemen, your financial advisor is not managing the investments within the mutual funds. Your financial advisor has bypassed that work and has now passed that on to the fund manager. And so even though the value of your fund can be down as a whole, guess what? That doesn't mean that that fund manager doesn't have the capability of selling, say, a stock within the fund that appreciated throughout the year. And as a result, his decision to sell now costs you money. Sounds fun, doesn't it? I know that some of you have experienced it. And you see, that's one of the reasons why mutual funds that are held outside of a pre-tax account can have some real negative consequences to us. It feels almost wrong, doesn't it? It just does feel wrong to be down in value and still pay gain. So we need to be absolutely clear. The mutual funds are not altogether terrible. They can be wonderful tools for the young people. They can be wonderful tools for people that don't have enough to really diversify what they have. So mutual funds can be great for that. But if you're looking for income, remember that mutual funds aren't good distribution tools. They do not 
really create. They haven't been created to generate that net 5% in dividend that you deserve as a retiree. Number two, if they're not creating the income that you need through the dividends or the interest, then what choice do you have other than to sell shares? Now, you may be thinking to yourself, well, but Matthew, I wouldn't sell shares. Okay, that sounds plausible. But what if you're in retirement and you don't have a choice because your Social Security isn't enough for you to pay all the bills? The money in the bank is now drying up and you don't want to drop below a certain threshold of money in the bank. What are you going to do when you turn 73? Let's say, and there is a decline in your balance, but the government is telling you that you have to take a required minimum distribution. Do you see why it's so important to pay attention to what you have your money in? Now, earlier in the first half of the program, I promised you that I would help you with some tools, with a resource. If you own mutual funds, again, it is not the responsibility of your financial advisor. It is not the responsibility of the manager of the 401k through work to tell you every facet about the mutual fund that you own or the mutual fund that they've recommended for you. That's your money. Your name is on that account. And so I encourage you, do your due diligence. Go to Morningstar.com. For some of you, it's going to be worth paying to have a little bit of an upgrade to the Morningstar so that you can get into those mutual funds and you can actually understand them better. You can see what kind of fees you're paying. You can see what kind of expenses are being charged to the investor. You can understand the past performance of the funds that you're in or that you've been placed in. These are all important components. But let's talk about one last kind or variety of mutual fund that is so common today, which I think can be a very detrimental instrument. And that is going to be the target date retirement fund. You see, many employees today, they do not know much about investing. And who could blame them? That's not their area of expertise. That's not their job. And so maybe when you signed up for the 401k years ago, two, three decades ago, you were told, well, listen, you can put your money into this target date retirement fund. It's going to be actively managed. And by the time you make it to retirement, it's going to be nice and safe. That sounds fantastic, doesn't it? Who wouldn't want something like that? The problem is, is that target date retirement funds, depending upon the variety and depending upon the company, number one, they can be extremely expensive. Target date retirement funds generally come at a higher price tag than just regular growth mutual funds. So we have to keep expenses in mind. Number two is you could be in a position where depending upon what's happening politically and economically in the country, in the market, in the economy, you're going to be in a position where even though they're telling you that you're getting safer, you are actually losing more money. Now, how is that even possible? Well, the reality is, is that if you think about 2022, which I mentioned earlier, what did the Federal Reserve do? They raised rates. What did the economy do as a result? It tightened. It started to shrink. What happened to the market? It went down. So you see, how is that mutual fund working? It's switching you from risky stocks to safer bonds. That's a good thing, right? Oh, contraire. 
especially when you're in a rising interest rate environment. And so where you still have faith, hope, and expectation that you're being safer by being in a target date retirement fund, many target date retirement funds actually forced investors and employees to lose even more money than they should have because of that automatic ratcheting out of stocks and into bonds. Well, that's a wrap. I certainly hope that this has given you some ammunition. It's motivated you to get busy looking at your own retirement program, looking at what you have your money invested in. And as always, I really encourage you, take responsibility for your money, your retirement, get a second opinion, go to a fiduciary, and make certain that your retirement program is everything that you deserve. If you have a question, go to that website, johnsonwim.com, post that question to me, and I will make certain to get back to you either over the radio show or personally. I also thank many of you for going to my YouTube channel, Capitalized Life, and you watch videos, you give us the thumbs up, you share it with your friends, you make comments down below, and I really appreciate that as well. It's all very helpful to get the message of successful retirement investing and investing for income into the hands of those retirees that need it. I'm Matthew Johnson. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, it's up to you to make today a great day. That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson.